forget you saw the date for laser Brody was switched to Thursday to Sunday night yeah it's gonna be Thursday and Sunday night here uh, so we'll just have to help get the word spread out for that one a few weeks Thursday? sorry something's happening Thursday night? no 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 I, I messed up my calendar and I, I don't think it's I think I, I think I have to be there I think it's COVID if I ask them to come that I show up I have, I have some concert in Yushalayim that night I can't get out of um, and then this Shabbos uh, is going to be a Bezrat Hashem, a really, really special one, a sweet one. So I'm very much looking forward to that. Also, one more thing was there, I forgot. Okay, we'll get to we'll get to it later, if I remember. We're on page. We're going back into the Hebrew now. We're on page 19, and um, what the Rebbe was speaking about was that he came up. Remember, an Avrech came up to him and said, Rebbe, like Tachlis, I can't, I can't imagine something. That I can't see, and it's, and it made me, and and, and the Rebbe said, let's let's address this bacher, this avrech, this young married man. He's a real, he's a real Indian. Got me thinking about a, one day in the studio a few years ago, one guy that I worked with, amazing, about I'm not going to tell you what instrument he plays because he'll start trying to figure out which which instrument it, who he is. Amazing, amazing musician. Um, I came into the studio a little bit early, and I saw him, in the corner. Uh, with Talis and Tefillin on, just like in a meditative mode, like very centered and focused. And I asked him afterwards. I said, "What? What, what was going on?" He said, "Before he played, he said, look, you know, we're Baal Tshuvas, and as much as we try and try and try, there are images that cause our thoughts 
to just go on fire that we just can't delete from our from our minds. And yet Hashem, who you can't you can't have a thought you can't have an image thought of Hashem, is supposed to be so much more powerful and and uh, controlling in my life. So I just stood there afterwards and I begged Hashem for having Rahmanas on my neshama, that you know you're not revealing yourself the way that that you know Am Yisrael was revealed. Like we read this last Shabbos about Hashem talking to Moshe and Aaron, and then you know next Shabbos, and this Shabbos is B'Shalach, talk about revelation. You know, it'd be a level of imagining thoughts. You know, like with the imageless thoughts, Am Yisrael crossing Yamsuf. Do they have to work really hard to get to this place that he's speaking about? Zekeli Vanveu, it says, they pointed and said, oh, this is what it's all about. Next Shabbos Yisrael, on a level of like working hard to, to imagine a thought that has no tzir, no image, they don't have to work too hard for these things. So he said, I'm just stand there and I, I just beg Hashem Rachmanis that I'm, I'm throwing myself in the Torah and mitzvahs. And without getting involved in the tzaddik benani in Russia, you know, Indian, just as a, as a, as a, just a person, that it just seems like it's impossible to really connect to you if, I'm, if it's us or to imagine you uh, with any kind of form. And I, I, every, now, every, so, every now and often I think about that image I have of that musician before he knocked off one of the most incredible sessions that I remember afterwards I ever had. We have to, have, we have to ask Hashem to have Rahmanas on ourselves. We're learning very exalted things here. And it's very hard. It's possible. It's very, very hard. Specifically, in an age where most of us that grew up in the 80s in America saw things that we pray to Hakadosh Baruch Hu that we, our children, don't even know exist, you have to have, you have to ask an extra level of Rachmanus, extra Rachmanus on Hashem, and there's nothing that purifies the mind more than using that same mind that imagined, imagines things that they saw through images, to use that same mind to be thinking about Abaye and Rava. That's that. There's no. It's not other. There's not other counter. I mean, there are, you could think maybe Gilgul Shelag or lighting candles around your bed and, and, and saying Anabekoach 35 times at night. I'm sure those things also, you know, not, for us, for, you know, for, we, we, we need something that we could really hold on to. And that's the, that's the Munas Chachamim and the Divrei Chachamim and the Limud of Halacha, which I'm so happy that we started now on Friday mornings. After Shul also, we started learning Halacha in Hebrew, just briefly after, after, after davening. So Alavai, that this should be a week of strengthening the place of asking Hashem to have Rachmanis on our souls, because this is very high stuff. And we, and we want to be there. We're tasting it, and we, see, we feel like, ah, but I have no chance because of, you know, because of just the way I, the, the world I was thrown into. I feel like the, um, the previous door, yeah. and our Eshel would fit in that category, is the, the national events that they got to witness. They had their Kriyas Yamsuf events. Yeah. But maybe right. in our personal lives, I mean, Baruch Hashem, we've all been blessed with children and marriage and many miracles as well. But we have to tap into that because that's our, uh, we don't have a national event. Or maybe it's that, look what's happening on the hills around us. Right. Well, I think, it's, I think that the world is preparing itself for another massive Zekeli Manveil moment. It seems like it. I don't know. It seems like it. Thank you, Amen. Yeah, but also, Amen. Right. We're going to tap into the previous doors. Yeah. And lift, it. lift that up, get lifted from it. Reb Shlomo once said that there was one time in his life that he wanted to throw away everything. 
and he used a very weird terminology, he used very weird, weird words for this. He said, I wanted to shave off my beard and become a dishwasher in Dallas. I don't know why dishwasher, I don't know why Dallas, Tom, right? Tom, Where's Tom? Tom can explain. I need Rashi over yeah, there. Oh, sure, you know, because then... He said, but then he realized, like, like, okay, on my own, I got nothing. And there are times like that. But then there's like, what, what, what could I do? Like, it, it happened to my... It did happen to my father, you know. It did happen to our parents. Okay. I'm going to show you exactly where we are. We're on, Duff, we're on page 19. And we're more or less in the middle of the page, where it says, um, you see that there's the end of the line, the end of the, the sentence is lachain, there's two lachains. It's about 12 lines from the top, lachain. So look at lachain, the second one. Lachain, ha'ish b'matzav kazeh. A man, in the beginning of this situation, what kind of situation are we referring to? Bereishit gidul v'hitrachvut machshavto. In the beginning. When he's just beginning to widen his machshavas and his consciousness, he's just like us. We're just seeping into this, tapping into this work. You know, we're not bekiim in this. We're not bekiyus in this. We don't really know how this works, but we know that it exists. And we would like to expand the way that we look at things and the way we understand things, specifically the gift of the intellect of thoughts, specifically that nekuda. Even if we're not there yet, but we know that it exists and we'd like to tap into it even deeper, right? This is how we ended last time. He can be somech on what the Ravid says. Now, if you know anything about Mishnah Torah, whenever you see the word the Ravid, it means the one that's cholek on the Rambam. Okay, the Ravid is the tiny on the, you know, on the side of the Mishnah Torah. Well, we should look at it inside. And usually, you know, the, the Rama Mishnah Torah is giving over his world of halacha and to a certain extent, his world of halachic philosophy. Not the world of philosophy, that's, that's more and more in Nebuchim. But the world of halachic mindset and future idealism. So the Rambam, you know, explains what it's going to be like when Melech HaMashiach comes. You know, he explains to you exactly what, what, what everything is really all about. The Rambam we always go to. Everyone goes to the Rambam. My father always pointed out, like, you know, the briskers? The Rav never, never, never gave a shir that we were talking about the Rambam. But so too, the Rebbe too, Lubavitch, everything is Rambam. Reb Nachman, everything is, not everything is Rambam. He doesn't go to Moranavuchim. He actually says, stay very, very far away from Moranavuchim, which is Guide to the Perplexed. But in, in terms of Mishnah Torah, this is that he definitely holds from. The Ravid will always come and say, it's not exactly like the Rambam says. So what does he say over here? That this Yid, that's just beginning to tap into this world of expansive mindset, he should be somech on the Rambam. On the Ravid, zal, shemeishiv ala Rambam zal, pere gimel me'enuchos tshuva halacha zayin. You know, we have a base midrash and we have smarm. We want to pull it out right now. Say it was? What's the Makor? Of what? Hilchus Chuva? Hilchus Chuva? 
we had to learn Hilchas Tshuva. I remember in high school here in Eretz Yisrael. Oh, he had such a dry, dry teacher for it. We just want to sin. Hilchas Tshuva, Perek Gimel, Halacha Zayin. So this is interesting. Look at this. Chamisha heim hanikraim minim. You know what a min is? A min is like an apikaris. There are five people, five, five different inyanim that people can be referred to as a min. Ha'aymer she'ein sham eloika ve'ein la'ela manhig. Someone that says there's no God and there's no manhig to the world. There's no uh, manhig, a, a leader to the world. Ba'aymer she'yesha manhig avalim shnaim ayoser. But Another type of apikoris, someone that says, no, no, there is a manhig, but maybe there's two or, 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 or more. Ba'omer she'esham ribon echad, aval shehu guf u'bal tuna. And he says, an apikoris, someone that says, no, no, there is one, but he has some kind of a good form. V'chen ha'omer she'enu levado arishon v'tzulakon, and someone that says he's not the first, there might have been someone before him. V'chen ha'oivet koicha v'mazal, and someone that worships stars and... Constellations. Anyway, so the Ravid says there, Why does the Rambam refer to this person that refer that kind of imagines God as a form? Why does he call him an Machshava. Great people began with this kind of Machshava to get somewhere. When we see this, this is an Indian that actually did happen. We see people that in order to go, to, to, to begin with something, right? eventually they obviously came to a place where it was dissolved. But the beginning place was, I need some kind of a tzura. Like, you know, the Zaidi up there in Shemaim with the, with the long beard was like, it played a role in the beginning. So the Rabbi is saying, how could you, Rambam, how could you say that kind of a person is called, you put him under the category of an apikoris. So that's why the Rebbe, the PSS, is saying, that guy that's just starting, and he needs to kind of like get a grip on something, because he just can't walk around all day long trying to imagine imageless thoughts, he says, yesh lo he can be saimech on the rivet, who says that what? That's not called an apikoris. As long as it's just in the beat, he doesn't tool. Uh-huh. Get... So, that's, so that's what he's going to re- address right now, exactly. What's the danger? I think the Rama would also say, if you're for sure going to so look inside, we're going to read the Ravid inside. There's some great people that went with that Machshava. It's very hard to understand what the Ravid's talking about. We have a full Pasuk that says, You cannot see, it's not about making any type of picture. So the ayin, because of Mishnah Shem and look in the case of Mishnah is one of the commentators over here in the Mishnah Torah to understand his, the kashia there. So according to the above, lo shamar arayved zal. It's not the arayved saying sheit ea ish leimor sheish chas v'shalom l'mal hashum t'muna. It's not that a person chas v'shalom is saying no, no. There's really a picture up there. Chas milaskir, aval kanal be'emes yeda ish 
שהשם יזברך אינו בעל שום תמונה חס ושלום. The person that says such a thing has to know, not, not later on, in the beginning, that he's just making up this image for his own sake of trying to form some kind of a achiza, like a grasping. But even that person that's making that kind of a tmuna, he himself knows also, I'm just doing this l'shem what? Just to, just to go inside. You know? just, just to taste it. Only for that sake am I making some kind of a tmuna up there. But even that person, lechatchila, initially knows, I'm just doing this so I can walk inside and begin to dance the dance. Okay? Only this man, a person that's made up of chomer, which is us. Chomer uh, is... No, like, it comes from the word... Like chomer means like material, right? A man, we're, we're, we're materialistic people. Because we need to really, Hashem on our level, we need to kind of draw some type of imagery. Why? Only for the next, for the purpose of the next line. Only so that eventually my machshava can then expand itself more and more and more and more. And when Hashem helps him, his thoughts will become strong. And you're able to think, when you think about Hashem, a strong and clean thought. And a spark of nevua eventually starts coming through the consciousness of thoughts. Then what will happen? Dissolve. It'll dissolve. It'll dissolve. And then he says over here, amazing thing, And while he's davening, he can imagine for himself, You ever think about that? We always talk about the kisei covered. Do you think there's a kisei covered up in Shemaim? Do you think there's a throne of glory up in Shemaim? What is there a throne of glory for if there's no one to sit on it? But we always refer to it, right? Hamelech Hayoshev al Kisei Ram Venisa. Isn't that insane? We also talk about Yad Hashem. Right? But I'm saying, like, the highest moment of, you know, one of the highest moments of Roshini Yom Kippur. Hamelech. You ever think about this? Yoshev al Kisei Ram Venisa. We're saying, God, the king, is sitting on a chair. This is exactly what the Rambam calls an apikoros. Someone that, someone that thinks like this. So how does that work? It works based on what the Ravid is telling us. When does that happen? When, when do we say HaMelech HaYosheh Al-Kisaram Anisa? When we start in the morning of very strong days, right? Of Shabbos and Yantav. We do that to get ourselves some kind of a place to hold on to. And then when you keep on going and you've positioned yourself as if you're standing before the Melech, it becomes so much less about the image that you initially put inside your mind. And Mimela, he says, the Kedusha of that aim of Afacha that you put in front of you will be Mevatel, that initial image that you placed in front of you. This really works with the Ravid, what the Ravid is saying. It still doesn't really work so much with the Rambam, right? Because the Rambam is saying, if you have any kind of Tmuna, you're considered an Apikoros. Right? 
Is the, is the issue though imagining the, a form that we we associate with Hashem as opposed to a kisei kavod, uh, which is not Hashem himself? Why over there we say Hamelech Yoshev Al Kisei Ramenisa. That chair was put there for the king to sit on it. But if you're imagining a chair and not. Do you form. think there's a? But do you think there's a chair? Why would there be needed to be a chair? No, 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 there isn't a chair. Right. I'm saying, correct, to, to, to get around the issue with the Rambam. Right. Is he saying that that you're not the chorus if you have if you if you picture anything that's not uh, actually in this world? Right. To get you closer to Hashem, or is he saying if you picture Hashem as taking a form, the kisei kabbalah? Any type of picturing there seems to me. Look, a lot of the a lot of the fears I have when we go to like Kibbutz Adik and we go to Uman is that you have an image in front of you of a grave or not really. A, I mean, we have a matzeva. So what does that help? What does that kind of provide an, an easy way of, of some kind of form of what of davening to something that I see in front of me? See, it's much more easy to dive into a tzaddik's body than to Hashem. Why? Because the tzaddik's body is buried in front of me. Okay, I don't see the body, but I know he's buried underneath here. And that's why, like, I know we discussed in the last trip, the Indian definitely, like, the, the one thing you have to be very, very careful about is davening to the tzaddik, at, you know. Chaim Kramer has been able to kind of approach it in that, that you ask the tzaddik to be a facilitator of your tefillahs. But the chas v'shon not think that the tzaddik is the makor of the of the answering of the tefillah. God forbid. But that's why people have a very hard time with kibbutz tzaddikim because of this danger that it's so much it's so much more tangible. It's so easy to to feel more of a connection to something that you see right in front of you. And dafka in that moment when the heart wants to when the heart's clinging to feel something so strong to hold on to, it'll grab onto what it sees in front of it much faster than what it has to imagine in its mind. Right, much faster. Any of you ever have that issue there or anywhere? Like Kibre Tzadikim? Not Kibre Tzadikim, but I, I, I think I was in Yeshiva at Reishi and Davening by the Kotel, and uh, I was looking around while saying Shmona Esrei. I wasn't, I didn't have my eyes closed and I wasn't looking at my sitter. And after I finished Shmona Esrei, uh, Chassid came over to me and said to me, you, you absolutely you need to either have your eyes shut with Kabbalah or you need to be looking at the words in your sitter. What, what were you doing in your Shona Esrei? What were you, I said, well, I was looking around, like I was taking in, I was at the Kotel. He said, that, that doesn't work, like that doesn't fly. In the sitter or eyes shut? You, know, you know what the Kohen in me always wants to respond to those people? <clears throat> I say, I'm so, I'm so sorry I interrupted your Kavana. <laughs> <laughs> what were you busy doing looking at me while you're supposed to be diving? No, no, I know, I know. It actually helped. I try very hard <laughs> now. Huh? He is. Yeah, right. Because right. your thoughts wander, and you see things, and your thoughts wander. It's very, it, he, he was, yeah. what, what I realized in that moment is he was absolutely right. Right. How, I could not have as high or strong a Kavana looking around, even in a place like the Kotel. Especially that place. It's the hardest, it's one of the hardest places to have Kavana. Friday night? Kota? No? It's impossible, no? Well, there are a lot, the hardest thing for me is there are always minyanim going on all around. Yeah. No, the, so it's like I have my shita, like, you know, try daven, it's like, sounds sick, but, you know, daven before and then just, and then just go, or daven after, yeah. Yeah, it's very, very difficult. All right, let's go, let's, just go, let's try to finish this paragraph. 
He says, "Bimele yitbatlu." When you, when you, eventually these thoughts will dissolve, and then what will happen? So this person that's struggling with this, he can draw and while he's davening that he's standing before Hashem, he's baruch and before Hashem's kisei akavod. Why? Just to please the ear and the thought in order for it to let itself think and imagine what it, like, what it would like to begin to imagine. Just, but, but it's just the beginning. It's not the goal at all. And even when you're doing it, be conscious that you're just doing this for, to form some kind of a kli to go into and eventually to dissolve that kli that you just formed. And he's saying, now you, one of you that came to the session right now, one of the chavrayas, if you're really stuck, if you're, if you're you know what shasat means, right? Like, yeah. Dropped for yourself that you're standing before Hashem's kisei ha-kavod. And you're that you, and you're davening and you're asking from Hashem Yisbarach simply, Keben Shem Boche Umitchanen Ma'aviv, like a child who's crying and begging from his father, Rachem Na'alai Avi, please have mercy on me. Kvar Iyev Sharli Lizbol Nedudei Haguf Vaziva Saruach, I can't tolerate anymore this fact of feeling so disconnected from the spirit and my body wandering around from place to place. And from the moment that you've thrown me away from you, and you've concealed your face from us, it feels like a... Uh, freaked out, I feel like I'm trapped. I have scary from all around. What kind of a person, even with a heart of stone, Mamish, it sounds like Rebnach in this paragraph, who is the person that has, even with a heart of stone, that won't melt at the moment that he imagines himself as a little child standing before Hashem, expressing before him how pained he is by feeling concealment and by feeling that, that it's, nothing's there. Remember, he's the one that eventually is writing these similar words in the ghetto, right? That's what's so crazy. You're standing before Hashem is Barach, and you're begging for Am Yisrael, you're begging for everything. The, the PSS nurse says, don't be too hard on yourself. If that's what it takes for you to put yourself in that place of Yira, of Fachat, to stand before Hashem, but you need to imagine it like you're coming before a king on a throne, he says, that's fine. Again, he says, just imagine the Kisek. But he says, what happens? Because what will happen eventually? It'll dis- once you're in the act of Tefillah, it's dissolved. Like once the heart of stone cracks, then that thing that we're so nervous to talk about isn't there anymore. He's saying that's, what, that's the, the goal here is to bring a person to come to this kind of place. 
So what's it going to take to get to this kind of place? He's not saying become an Apicorius to get to this kind of place. He says even when you do make that seer, you, you be conscious of it, you're doing it only to be able to express that place in you, but that's not the end game. And in fact, you don't even have to worry about dissolving it. It dissolves on its own. It dissolves on its own. So this is like, this is helping us a little bit now feel like, okay, I can now come closer to this place of machshavas without siyurim. Now that I know that the beginning of it is what? With some kind of a form that I need to imagine as a, as a human being. For most, for most people need to do this in order to begin the avoda. Now each of us are inside there and we'll see how this process of dissolving uh, takes place in our lives. So it's very helpful today. Very, very helpful. We began the hell. Yeah, absolutely. Began the hell. Start asking me about this stuff. Good luck. <laughs>